जय बिफोर वी बिगिन दिस सेशन फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल आई वुड लाइक टू बोर्ड ऑन टू द होली फीट ऑफ सदगुरुदेव भगवान एंड ऑफर माय प्रेयर्स टू इज होली फीट please join me by closing your eyes guru brahma guru vishnu guru devo maheshwara guru sakshat par brahma तस्म श्री गुरव नम तस्म श्री गुरव नम वेलकम टू येट अनदर अवेटेड सेशन ऑफ आर वीकली संडे सत्संग माय सेल्फ नवीन कुमार आई हैव ज्वाइन दिस सत्संग फ्रॉम एडिसन न्यू जर्सी in the current time our day to day life is always busy and fulfilling our physical and mental requirements as well as the social responsibilities in this fast paced routine life the requirements of the soul is often forgotten so first of all i would like to congratulate each one of you on board for taking some time from your busy schedule and meeting us on this uh, virtual satsang to fulfill the requirements of our soul today we will be discussing the very first uh, discourse of uh, swarved the encyclopedia of adhyatma now it's uh, time for us to deep dive into the pure knowledge of spirituality this is based upon the book written by our holy master sadguru sadapal dev ji maharaj this is called the encyclopedia of spirituality because all the knowledge whatever he has acquired he has put in his own words in terms of dohas so we will start uh, this with the uh, very first uh, doha of uh, swarved and uh, for uh, having a deep dive into it i would uh, like to request uh, dr subhas ji and uh, enlighten us uh, about this over to you dr subhash ji thank you navin ji 
and Jaya Sadguru Dev to all. My prayers in the holy feet of Sadguru Dev. Ekashada Guru Devaka Tako Ananta Vichar Thake Munijana Pandita Vedana Pave Pad Veda Thake Brahma Thake Thakaya Shesha Mahesh Gita Hoon Ki Gamanahi Taha Sada Guru Padesh Tina Loka Navakhandame Guru Se Bada Napo करता करे ना करी सके गुरु करे सो हो अखंड मंडलाकारम व्याप्तम ये न चराचरम तद्पदम दर्शितम ये न Tasmai Sri Guru Venama. Thank you all for giving me this opportunity to talk or share my understanding based on the reward encyclopedia Swarved first couplet. Satya asatya se alag hai, sopar satya swaroop, akath alokik tattva hai, aj anadi vararu. So it made me think, why are we reading Swarveda? Because every action has a motivation, has a purpose. So, until and unless you have that motivation, that interpretation becomes difficult. For me, the motivation is, who am I? Where do I lie in the grand schema of things? What am I amidst me, my close family members, my friends, my work, my home, my country, the world, the universe? Where do I fit in all that? Many people have tried to explain this, but they were not successful. Whereas in Swarveda, with the very first sloka, the very first sloka, Swamiji has tried to impart us, impart the knowledge of differentiating between me, this universe, the creator of the universe, 
the God, the Supreme Being, and whatnot. So here the word Satya, which means truth, but at the same time, what is truth? So truth is something that remains in one form. What is asatya? Asatya refers to the inert world, non-living entities around us, the table, the chair, the television, the cookware, dishware, all those things, the buildings, houses, all those that we try to gather for ourselves. They have been referred as asatya. So you see very beautifully in this one couplet, Swamiji is making us think about everything around us. Me as a human being, Am I Satya? So as a human being, I fall under the category of Satya. Why? Because I have a soul. So Satya are those eternal entities and in which we talk about time, soul and the cosmic executor, the Akshar Brahm. Now, satya, asatya se alag hai. So, Swamiji is saying that he's talking about something which is totally different from these eternal entities. Me as a soul is also an eternal entity. Swamiji in itself, Sadguru Dev, Nityanadi Sadguru Dev, is an eternal entity. Akshar, the cosmic executor, is eternal entity and the time. But he's talking about the supreme being who is different from these eternal entities and the physical realm, the Mool Prakriti. Sopar Satya Swarup. Now here the word Satya has been used in a different relevance. So here the word satya, if you translate it into English, again, it becomes true. But the word true here has a different embodiment. True is here someone who is pervading in every location, in every zone, who is present, irrespective of time, that true, that eternal entity, Swamiji is referring to here by saying, Sopar Satya Swarup. Soa means similar, Roop, identification. So yes, that is also what Swamiji is talking about here. He is talking about the Supreme Being. So he's saying that the Supreme Being is different from Satya, Asatya, 
it is also similar to satya but is beyond that satya beyond that inter eternal entity see i am also an eternal entity the best way for me to understand things is refer to me or refer to day to day life now as an eternal entity that i am which is atma do i pervade everywhere in all the zones or can i move or be present everywhere no so if you understand the difference from atma the individual soul in comparison to supreme brahma the consciousness of our soul is limited whereas that of supreme soul is unlimited samji further explains that supreme being by saying akat alokik tatva hai akat the word kat refers to vani speech that which cannot be explained in words alokik something that is divine conscious form and devoid of any attributes of prakriti akat alokik tatva hai aj anadi var roop anadi that is present forever it had no beginning it had no ending it has no past no present no future because it pervades throughout forever that is aj anadi var roop as a soul in this current prakritik world if you see i had a beginning when i came out of my mother's womb i will have an ending when i will leave my physical form this body my soul also does not pervade at one time at every place so if i am here in my house i cannot be at my office at the same place whereas when we talk about supreme being he pervades in every molecule every sense of being because he has always been there so the question that comes is why are we even talking about this so we have established in our multiple previous sessions that there are 19 elements that we have we in our human form we have five gyanendriyas five sense organs five karmendriyas five organs of action chatushtha antahkaran and five pranas now at the time of our death so we were born 
But when we were born, we were born because of our association with Prakriti. And when we say the association with Prakriti, we are talking about three gunas of Prakriti, Sat, Raj, and Tam. So, it means since the soul is eternal, it means if we talk in the bigger realm, I was also there as a soul. And as we have discussed, the 16 forms of the soul in my cavalier form, where I got the idea of Aham Brahmasmi, I fall down with the association, I associate with the Prakriti and adopt the qualities of Sat, Raj and Tam in my deluded state of my soul, that is the cavalier state. And I come to this Prakriti. I go through the sufferings of this Prakriti. All the changes from childhood to adulthood to old age, all the ailments. And then I die. Now, based on my death, What happens during my death? So during my death, my subtle body separates from my gross body. And what was my gross body? The gross body was the one that my soul experiences, the one with which my soul experienced different worldly pleasures, which were all short-lived and full of misery. So me as a worldly animal in the gross body, I went through this cycle of love, hate, pain, suffering, various different actions to fulfill day-to-day -day desires. And each desire led to multiple more desires. And at the time of me being de departing from this earth, what happened? The Atma, the soul in the subtle body took another birth in one of the millions of species depending on my desires and tendencies of previous life which have been imprinted on my Chitta. This process goes on and on and on in finite times. And the soul find itself, finds itself shackled in this endless chain of birth and death. The soul has one of the traits that it identifies itself with whatever it is present in or in the form of. So when it is with the body, the soul has identified with the body. But when it finds the misery is unbearable, then it wants its way out. And the only way out of this misery or these shackles is under the guidance of eternal Sadhguru. So here the Sadhguru is guiding us, reminding us 
first of all, that yes, we are eternal. We are also satya. But why we are suffering? Because if we were not suffering, we won't be looking beyond our worldly day-to-day -day things. So we are satya. The prakriti around us is a satya. So first of all, for any guidance, we need the knowledge. We need the understanding of what we are, where do we belong in this universe. So we are not just the body, we are the soul. The soul, which will only get its fulfillment upon its unification with the Supreme Being, not otherwise. So this is the fact. So what is that Supreme Being and how to identify it, how to compare it or talk about it as we talk about any subject? Since it is not comparable, we cannot explain that Almighty, that Supreme Being in terms of words or comparison. So here Swamiji is helping us understand the different entities of the universe, of which the Supreme Being is something, is someone. All these adjectives of something, someone are futile here because it is beyond any adjectives. That Supreme Being cannot be explained in words, does not have the three guns of the Prakriti, is beyond all the three phases of life, three phases that is of time, past, present, future. It does not undergo any change, any transformation. It does not have beginning and end. So how do you recognize it? So it is the one that exists in its pure form always. Under the guidance of Sadhguru, when you go from your gross body to subtle body and you move further, only then you get to realize that Supreme Being, which is effulgent with the supreme most form of pure nectarine bliss, Sachidananda. So the way I see it is that until and understand, until we understand who we are, if we are just human beings made of this body, then we have no goals. Just like anyone else on this universe, we have been born, we will lead our life, we will die without even thinking what was the purpose of the human life. So once we acknowledge that we are not just this body, we are eternal entity that is soul. And our soul has a single goal, is the salvation or unification with that supreme being. And in this broad spectrum of the world, what is and where is supreme being? That is what this couplet, this sloka refers to.
I will stop here. I think I have uh, discussed this as, as much I could based on my understanding. If anyone has any comments to add something, ask something, discuss something, um, back to you, host. Thank you, Dr. Sumashi. So this was a very precise and uh, very, I would say, deep explanation of it, as deep as I can think of. So thank you very much for explaining it. And uh, now the floor is uh, open. And uh, I would like to request uh, all the audience, if they have any question, please go ahead and put it forth because this is the very first Doha and uh, we must understand it to its core. So if anyone is having even an iota of thought, please come ahead and put forward your thoughts and uh, we all learn through the discussion only and that is what uh, the satsang mm -hmm. is all about. We share our learnings and then based on that, we discuss and then proceed ahead. So the floor is open. And uh, I request the audience, if they have any doubt, please go and put forward your thoughts. Yes, Sadhguru Naveenji, Maya here. Um, just uh, going through the Doha thought was coming to me. So just wanted to bring here and try to understand more into it, yeah. even though it's the first Duhaps for weight, but it has a lot that every day we learn from it. So is it say Satya Asatya Se Alag Hai, right? And that Satya is Parampurush, and this Satya is soul also, being eternal. But is still why being always soul is within us, so is the Parampurush. Still, it is Akatha Alokik. We can't even describe being within us. We are imbibed within it. Still, it is something that we can't even talk about. Can't explain. Uh, I mean, that's my question, basically. How to understand that this is eternal, this is true, and uh, still we are unable to explain through the voices. Yeah, very beautiful question, Mayaji. I would like uh, Dr. Subhashi to take it and explain it further. Sure. Uh, yes, Mayaji. Uh, it is something that uh, we all sometimes ponder upon. And I think as uh, Namdevji Sarkar's one of the saying was, those who have doubt means those who ponder on things, only they are the real seekers 
So let's ponder on the human body first of all. Where did we come from? We keep saying the three gunas of prakriti, sattva, raj, and tam. And the same thing in the scientific world, we talk about that our body is made up of atoms and every atom has proton, neutron and electron, which are in relevance to Sat, Raj and Tam. And when these three elements meet in all of us in different forms, in presence of the three different basic forces, what are those three forces? Gravitational, electromagnetic, and nuclear. With these three forces and motion of this particle in our body or when we are being made, this is what we turn out to be. Now I said all this, but until and unless you ever pondered of what our human body is made up of, there is no way to even realize, think or talk about it. We are blessed that we ponder on such things we have the blessings of Sadhgurudev and we are in this satsang that we are able to think beyond the human body. So once we start the discussion, then comes the part, okay, all these molecules which are oscillating under different forms inside an atom forms different cells, tissues and form the human body. So where is the soul? And what is it? From a scientific standpoint, they did multiple experiment that even if the person dies, the body stays the same, but a force, an eternal force, which cannot be seen, which cannot be perceived, just leaves the body. So I would say that they labeled it as soul because until and unless you have seen it, in a scientific realm, if you have not seen it and you cannot help others see it, it doesn't exist. But that's wrong because we all know soul exists. And what is soul? Soul is also an eternal entity, just like the supreme being per Brahm, that is also an eternal entity. But there are differences and the differences are that the Supreme Being, the Parbrahm, the eternal entity, is the one that regulates the Akshar Brahm, the cosmic executor. The way I understand it and what helps me understand is that, let's say I have a house. To me, it feels like I spent money to build this house, so it is my house. But the moment earthquake or flood comes and the house is lost, then where was it mine? When was it mine if it could be taken away from me within a blink of an eye? So it means something else decides the creation and dissolution of things in the form they are. So that Parbrahm, which is also an eternal entity, just like our soul, the eternal entity, first and foremost difference is he is the regulator of all creation. Not only that it is omniscient, omnipresent, 
Now your question was, if it is within us, why can't we say things about it? Akat, alokik, akat, which cannot be explained in words. Why, why is it difficult? The way I would see it is the same way it's difficult for us to explain our body in the form of sattva, rajatam, and the three elements and the electron, proton, and neutron level because we need to have that microscopic eye. The moment we get those microscopic eye, we come to the level to explain the body. The same moment when we have our spiritual eye with the blessings of Sadhguru Dev, that spiritual eye will help us see, feel or perceive. But the perception that we have right now with our five sense organs, they are not capable. They are not capable of perceiving the soul within us. Have you ever perceived that I have the soul, I can feel the soul the way I feel my hand, I feel my feet, eyes, nose. I, I have never felt the soul. So it means, it does not mean soul is not present. Soul is present but it is beyond our human intelligence, beyond our human perception. Once we are, once we stop the outflow of energy and channelize it upward, beyond our intellect, mind, sense organs, then comes the time that we come to self-realization as it, what is soul. And under the blessings of Sadhguru Dev, once you realize soul, and then as you move ahead, he helps you to realize the supreme being filled of pure nectarite bliss. And if you look at the description as people who have moved to higher stages of uh, Vihangam Yoga, they have talked about that experiences of different sounds, different lights, Somewhere it has been defined as inner light perception. But all that is based on what we are. So once we go beyond our physical realm, uplift ourselves to that level where we first start realizing we are soul and what is soul, then we move ahead to realize what is that akat alokik Tattva, that is supreme being. Um, I tried my best to explain it, uh, Mayaji. I hope uh, uh, it shed some light. Thank you so much, Shubhaji. Beautifully explained. Thank you. Yeah, indeed, it was very well explained, really. Any other question? Yes, Guru Dev. Thank yes. you very much, Subhaji, for beautiful discourse. Um, I wanted to hear a little bit more about. Uh, I'm not sure if you had called in yesterday, Satsang, about um, Chetan Bhakti. So. Um, you know, looks like the way I understand is the bhakti process starts with maik vastus, 
which is all the antakarn and all the faculties, all the indriya, all the 19 elements that you talked about. So one can probably use all those 19 elements. In fact, the Panchbhut also. So 24 elements um, in the physical form and start the process. But then it can take a disciple to a certain level. And then after that, with the help of the Guru and through the three pillars, Seva, Satsang, Sadhana, one has to transition or graduate into the Chetan Bhakti realm. So that transition, it will be good to understand how that transition takes place and um, and and the journey of the Chetan Bhakti. Thank you. Jai Sadhgudev Niranjanji. Chetan Bhakti uh, is... Uh, and we have discussed this before about its deep spiritual concept, as in bhakti is the prayer. So right now, we know only to pray using our hands, body, all the 1925 organs. And at the level of man, chatushti antakaran, that cannot be chetan, that cannot be conscious bhakti. But as we reach after the third and the fourth stage where we are deprived of our man and pran, means we exist in the form where there is no man, no pran, and we are at the form of the soul. So only soul can do the Chetan Bhakti. So when the soul is it, it is in its real form where soul is the master. Right now, soul is more like a slave in our body, being controlled by the mind and we being lost in our day-to-day -day world and day-to-day -day happenings. The moment soul will take control. We won't be lost in this prakriti, in this day-to-day -day world and day-to-day -day happenings. It is difficult to attain, but the more important is the desire. Being an eternal entity, the soul, it still has jnana, ikcha, prayatna. So that desire, as long as it is there to know itself and move upward and the only way that can be done is by moving from the cross body to the subtle body and leaving all those attributes behind so once the mind is man and pran both are dissolved both are our we as a soul are devoid of those in that stage the bhakti that happens will be the Chetan Bhakti. So even if you will have your body, what you will be doing will be... It. The other way to simplify it, I see it, is the virtual reality. Just with the glasses on, you can get into any realm. As in, you can get into a shopping complex, your body is still with you, but with virtual reality, you can be transposed in that 
and you can try clothes on your own body in that virtual reality. But all these still is based on human intellect, human mind, and the desire to learn and understand more. So the way we can see that the human body can also be transposed with the help of technology, this will help us understand, mind it. They are not similar, they are not at all same, but in movies we have seen the way the body can be transposed, the images can be transposed to make someone feel that this person is present at two places in the same manner. As you ascend and realize that I'm not this body, and then the devotion, commitment, prayer that happens at that level, that is Chetan Bhakti. But even to do that, first of all, is understanding that it's doable. Knowledge. So as Niranjanji added that Seva, Sadhan, Satsang, and Swa Adhyaya, it's very important because Swadhyaya, along with all these, helps us to know what am I delving into, what I'm looking towards. And with these physical knowledge, at least, the realization of whom I am will make or does make our conscious entity, which is filled with Gyan, Iksha, and Prayatna, to try, to try to fulfill the craving of the conscious entity. And that is the craving. When you crave for something, then you pray. So that craving of our conscious entity, when we have risen ourselves to that level, and then when we crave, and then when we pray to the supreme conscious entity, the most powerful then becomes Chetan Bhakti. Thank you and back to you. This is all uh, I, I could think of. Thank you so much, Subhaji. Yes, that totally makes sense. So, so it looks like uh, when um, the, uh, the level of uh, sadhana reaches at a certain stage where through the Pratham Bhumi by controlling the uh, mind and then into the second bhumi and then maybe in the third bhumi is where it is possible that we begin to um, separate from the uh, you know, physical elements which is the pran and the man and once that separation begins to happen i think guruji also speaks about this in his amritvani um in um pran man ko chhodkar aur tabhi atma jo hai parmatma se yog karne ke layak hoti hai so so then with the uh, so so then the atma will be in a similar kind of a plane but with the help of the guru it will make the journey uh, once a guru opens the shakti path and then the journey 
through the makar tar and i think that's completes the process and uh, um and this is the very unique thing about the vihangam yoga because in uh, in um, other parts they don't even mention about that they use the man um as the primary um focus and it's just the attachment of the mind 100% on on the family of divine so but but guru ji says that this is the only path and not that so i wonder why that disconnect happens which probably misleads so many sadhaks into a process which guruji terms like a karma it's not really bhakti that's falls into the category of karma they are doing karma as opposed to bhakti the real bhakti is this where we transition and we transcend the uh, physical element the mind and the, and the and the and the energy body and then the real yoga happens so if you could throw some light um it kind of uh, um always it's not that it changes anything for vihangam sad- uh, yoga sadhaks because i think uh, but it is always it always helps in the uh, in the depth of our bhakti when we better like you said just now that in addition to the three pillars seva satsang sadhana the swadhyay is very important and swadhyay of sarve and we we should also not ignore other knowledge wherever we can understand because it only deepens and and as uh, sudanshi ji was saying yesterday uh, there is a massive elephant and everybody is touching different parts of it so with the swadhyay it is possible that one con- concludes that oh wow it was part of the same elephant we are all doing the same thing it's just that this is how you you progress so from somebody from that context um this you know this question is it's not of a question but it's more of a brainstorming i guess just for uh, demystifying that that's what this is and any of you can actually take this and just try to demystify thanks i will try first niranjan uh, ji to demystify the way i see it and i, I always take things from day to day life is that we all felt that what we have in india is not good enough there is suffering we won't be making enough money we won't be valued for whatever intellect and talent we have so whatever was the path that was possible for us to traverse which was not beyond imagination and beyond reasoning we traverse that path we in all our different specialities do did whatever was possible for us and moved from india to united states many of our friends and colleagues could not even do that much even if they wanted to because of lack of prayatn the passion the commitment the effort they could not now let's say we are here we are settled in united states not going through the same suffering i'm not saying everyone is suffering i'm saying whatever reason made you move to a different country so i'm just using the word suffering as a reference now here if you are satisfied quenched 
living your day-to-day life nine to five and everything is okay. You have the car, the house, the family and no vandalism, no gundaism of any kind and you feel safe, secure. Will you try to go to Mars after that? Now that I have come to USA, I should go to Mars now. No, your craving, your desire is quenched, which was easier, which was still doable. That is what happens with the most of the human beings. When they talk about spirituality, something that is easier to do, easier to attain, easier to achieve, which is still at the Prakriti level, everyone talks about Susman Pravah. So that is still at the Prakriti level. And that is still reachable, people think. And so they reach and they feel it's all. I got it now. I don't want anything beyond. Couple of things. Either they don't know that there's something beyond that. Or they don't have the time, the energy, the passion, the commitment to fight and go beyond that. So we, I would say, are the blessed ones. I have been through multiple different organizations. And they do feel nice. They do feel lovey-dovey and good. You go there, they are way more organized than us. And uh, you feel good because it is still at the level of mind. And that mind, instead of work in that moment, is in certain uh, bhajan, certain uh, prayer, certain rituals. And you feel good till the time you are there. Once you come back home, it all vanishes but you are still happy because that is all you wanted. You did not want, you do not want, you do not or did not ask for the pure nectarine bliss. You don't even know that the pure form of Sachidanand exists. And what experience I'm getting right now, visiting these different organizations, actually even that, Pleasure is way, way more better than no pleasure, no spiritual embodiment, no spiritual background. So most of the people stop there. So the day we will feel that we also need to go to Mars and just coming to USA is not enough. We will have that passion and commitment and we will join the organization like Vihangam Yoga, which takes you beyond Mars. And that is the difference between people getting stuck to one organization versus the other and versus the other. Because going to Mars is not easy. It is way more difficult, taxing, time-consuming, money-consuming. You may lose your entire life even planning to go to Mars. So once you are at the third stage of Vihangam Yoga going further, people say, Ek Janam so you may have to take multiple births to go beyond. So until and unless you have tasted it, you have experienced it, then you have developed a desire for it, then you will be passionate for it. But if you have not tasted, desired, whatever you have right now, if it feels enough, you don't feel the need to go beyond. And that is the difference between different organizations and what Vihangam Yoga offers. To me, it is for uh, and in the comparison that I gave right now, an Indian coming to USA and from USA, he wants to go to Mars. And I would say we are in those group of people who have thoughts of going to Mars, just the thoughts right now, because 
we have a lot of preparation that we need even to start the journey. Thank you and back to you. I hope, uh, yeah, I, I diverged, but I think that was what I wanted to convey. Thank you. Thank you, Subhaji. Yes, I think that was beautifully explained. Thank you. Thank you. So now let's uh, move forward to the next phase of uh, satsang. And uh, and before that, I would like to again uh, thank you, Dr. Subhashi, for having a wonderful uh, discussion on this one and uh, taking us into deep dive for all the details and all the nitty-gritties. Thank you. And uh, let's uh, move ahead to the next uh, phase of satsang. This one is uh, basically uh, related to various of the week. So what is various of the week? Here we announce those, uh, say I would say, dedicated individuals who did the meditation during the Brahmahalt for the entire week. Those are called warriors of the week. And Brahma Mahalt is the time between 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And they are called warriors because most of us fail to even wake up during that time. And these individuals not just only woke up, but also did the meditate for each day of the week and the warriors of the week is Bhagwati Patel ji, Radha ji, Surya Alam Raju ji, Yogesh Chir Sagar ji and Tajinder Sahadev ji. The next one is inductees of the week. Inductees of the week are those warriors who did meditate during that Brahmahurt at least for a day, but uh, could not make it all the days of the week, but still they tried to do it. And uh, and somehow they could not make it all the week, but yeah, they did try it well, and that's why they are inductees of the week. So for this week, inductees are Amit Talekar ji, Adarsh ji, Lalmani ji, Vijay ji, Rajgupta ji, Srirang ji, Vinita ji, and Prachi Chir Sagar ji. So, if you want to be part of uh, this warriors list, then uh, please let us know. We will add you to a WhatsApp group where uh, you have to say just done every day when you complete your meditation and then you would be getting added to this list. There is nothing much to do from your side, just you have to write done. And that's it. So if you are interested, please uh, feel free to message me over here and I will make sure you are added. Now, moving to the next session, next part of the satsang, because now we have uh, reached the last phase of today's workshop. 
In this phase, we will chant a short version of Vandana, Aarti and Shanti part. Vandana is the prayer through which we seek blessing of Sadhguru. So here we will recite short version of Vandana. Vandana. Pabukopa Santa Samaj Utama Sarva Dharma Achaya He Jimmy Nadia Sri to Sindhu Kihe Vishva Pathamaya Karya He Prabhu Sacha Santa Samaj Tira Raksha Kijiye Jenna Sadafala Jenna Bhakti Vridi Dina Dina Kijiye. Thank you. Thank you very much, Devji. Now let's uh, move towards uh, Arti. Arti is uh, another prayer offered to. His Holiness Sadhguru Srapadevji Maharaj. Here we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy, love, and freedom from worries under His Holy Guidance. I request everyone to stand up for the Aarti and I would again request Devji for Aarti. Aarti. Jai Guru Deva Hare, Sad Guru Deva Hare, Shishya Janaki Sanche, Shana Medur Kare, Joshana Mewe Awe, Satapatapawe. Mohimite Jaya Javake Sukashante Wepawe Dukahade Mite Jagake Guru Murati Gati Kandrama Savakanayana Chakur Palaka Palaka Nirakatarahe Guru Murati Kiyo Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta He Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta Tina Pada Amriti Pada Shweta Mahamada Shweta Ascha Chakra Sabasunya Pada Dharad Hadara Kipa Tahan Sadafara Garakiya Puli Padal Sansar. Thank you. Thank you, Devji. So now we'll move ahead for the last prayer. And before that, uh, I would uh, request everyone to sit down at their own places. And we will have our final prayer, Shanti part. In Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadhguru bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and 
prosperity. I do again request Devji to recite last few lines of Sandipat. Hey Prabhu Shanti Sarupaho Shanti Shanti Maya Shanti 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 Jana Shanti Ho Purna Shanti Maya Shanti He Prabhu Shanti Pradhanakara Turaho Sarva Shanti Deva Sadafala Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Sukha Shanti Jessa Gurudev Bhagwan Ki Thank you very much, Devji, for your wonderful recitation. Thanks a lot. Now, I would like to thank all of you for joining us and also encourage everyone to ponder over the Doha and the discussions which we had today. We discussed in detail the first couplet of Swarved. And uh, that's the base. And if we have strong base, then our building will be see, strong. So here we discussed about what is Satya? What is a Satya? Why they are different? And uh, more details regarding this. So I would uh, request everybody to ponder over this and uh, we will uh, meet next Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern at the same Zoom link. Until then, have a wonderful day ahead. Jai Sakudeva.